0: John wanted to go deep. And he's got him. Jamison Williams eating up the yardage again. Here's a big hole.
1: Look out. He is gone. Trybean Henderson. A hand of Reese Hall. Reese Hall.
0: Welcome to the Burning the Red Shirt podcast. I'm your host Zach Tao, and as always, Andrew Katz and Chris K join me to talk some college football. How are you guys doing tonight,
2: dude? Today was an absolute day on college fo- in college football land. Like, it, I wonder, if, like, we can just expect that every day go- going forward, leading up to the season, could be as wild as today was, because it felt like we jammed like a week's worth of news relative to where things have been for the past x amount of months right coming out of the 2021 season into into just one day today like so much stuff happened
1: it's in the worst part about it is it's like this situation of like i love news i love talking about like updates and things that like things to talk about are great right but then it's like we're talking about like sam hartman and potentially like something that happened that could could have been potentially life-threatening you know like we have no idea it's, like, bigger than football, like, and we're, but, like, I don't know, like, it's, like, we want to talk about, like, the fantasy side of things without, like, getting too personal and getting, like, too insensitive. Like, of course, we're all, we're not dickheads, right? Like, we all, ultimately, like, we want Sam Hartman to be, like, healthy and okay. Like, that's our number one, but, like, we also kind of, like, need and want and are interested in what's going to happen because of it. So you can say
2: se- you can separate church and state, though, I think I think that you can you can feel for Sam has whilst-
1: America proven to be able to do that.
2: I, I, so I think that it's important within the land that we live in. Right. So like just because I go and immediately go to DraftKings and lay action down on the Wake Forest under and I, I go and try and grab his backup in every single league and grab the wrong guy. It doesn't make me <laughs> a terrible person. I can still feel for Sam and empathize with him while at the same time looking out for
1: myself and my mm-hmm. interests.
0: So in terms of overall fantasy impact, a team loses its starting quarterback, you would expect a drop off obviously, but if you're talking about some of the wide receivers um, that are taken from Wake Forest, Donovan Green, A.T. Perry, uh, Tyler Morin. Those guys are kind of important pieces in some of these in your fantasy teams. Like, I know it's not a plug and play position at the, for quarterback, but how much of a drop off may we see?
1: I think there's two parts of it, right? There is what's the value of the person coming in. And what's the value of the skill players around him? I'm gonna speak to the skill players around him. You know, maybe Andrew can fill into the, the the replacement because he was off on who the replacement was. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, like I I I searched for that replacement in every league, and you had him in every one of them. And I was like, Andrew, did you get this person <laughs> like like hours ago, or like how did this happen? Uh, so I think in terms of like when you have a an offense like Wake Forest, which is maybe is a little more nuanced. Not yeah. like crazy, but a little bit more nuanced. It's not your basic. Um, I think like an A.T. Perry's fine, right? Like mm-hmm. the replacement quarterback is going to throw to the stud receiver who was a stud receiver that's going to get thrown to a ton anyways. He's going to still throw to him a ton, right? Like that's your basic college football theory is bad quarterback throws to great receiver nonstop. So I think we're fine there. And like, becomes
0: great quarterback.
1: <laughs> and then becomes great quarterback. Exactly, right? Like, I think gr- this Griffiths guy is going to be fine. I don't even know if I said his name right. Like, and that's just sad. But, uh, yeah, I think he's fine. Like, Perry's fine. I mean, I might dock him if he was QB. I'm sorry, if he was receiver three or four or two or three, maybe you move him one or two down. Um, I think what you what you could foresee is – your Donovan Greens, your Taylor Morans, your random you know uh, receivers at Wake Forest potentially fall because of it. Like your two, three, four types, um, I think really that just means Donovan Green, maybe some more in action that like is relevant to CFF. <laughs> um, you know, like I I I think Green was in a great position to be amazing. There's still the potential that like this new guy loves Donovan Green. I
0: was just about to say, what if he There's, has a good you rapport never know, with him? Right? Versus, yeah. You know,
1: like you get that weird, like, well, he practiced with the second team, so he was always, he was really, you know, accustomed to Donovan Green. Like, or, I don't know, or they like, went to middle they, school together, so they're really yeah, close. They, were, or, they had the <laughs> same seventh grade girlfriend or something. I don't know, like, you know, that could happen, right? So, but I think A. C. Perry. I think you dock him one percent two percent type of thing otherwise i think it's fine it's just not ideal right nobody from a fantasy perspective it's not great for (laughs) atp like it's not like ideal by any means
0: if you were doing a a, just a redraft starting now would perry be a first round pick for you still
1: i mean he's close right like there's worthy there's addison and there's him i wouldn't have I wouldn't have. I wouldn't go. I think you could. Those have been jumbled for the last couple months. I mean, there's no reason not to go worthy. uh, Worthy and Addison at this point. I know Worthy has kind of, for some reason, has kind of been the one that like has been pushed to the second round. To me, there's no reason not to to have Worthy one or two, Addison one or two, and uh, see what happens from there. I mean, there's just. When you have some doubt, just go with the guy that's a little bit more certain at the very, very top. I mean, they're all studs at the end of the day. Right.
0: Andrew, would you?
2: Do you want me to talk about the quarterback?
1: Sure. Talk about whatever you want. (laughs) Uh,
2: Talk about uh,
1: UGA receiver situation if you want.
2: So, uh, thinking back to 2020, going into 2021 with respect to Hartman, Hartman largely disappointed in 2020 season, like when we did 2021 drafts, you could stack him at the very end of your draft. And, but going into 2020, I think there was a lot of optimism surrounding him with the idea being, Hey, it's largely going to be just plug and play uh, for stepping in for Jamie Newman. He Hartman looked good. And when he got into action, when Newman was banged up. uh, So when we were doing 2020 drafts, I think, the assumption was largely Hartman comes in and that offense is just gonna not skip a beat, and it didn't happen. Like he was a huge letdown in 2020, uh, from at least that's what I recall because he was he was basically free in 2021 in the second year of starting. Close 2020 kind of strong had I think he had a, a nice enough bowl game, uh, but the long and short of the Wake offense I think in 2000 in 2020 could be summarized as the receivers had some value they put up good games, but Hartman. I don't believe he did much, if anything, with his legs in 2020. And the, the he didn't do enough with his arm to really be a fantasy asset in 2020. And obviously, that all changed in 2021. Like, second year starting, probably, unleashing him a little more. Uh, the defense being an absolute train wreck to the point where they just didn't have a choice, but the keep, ch- keep scoring, keep scoring, keep scoring to try and win games. It was just an amazing confluence of events um, and, and situation and offense. Everything came came together.
1: Yeah. Um, so. Real quickly to like back that up, right? Like in 2020, he had 13 passing touchdowns on 273 passes. If you double that, that is a little bit more than his 21 season. That's still like in 2021, he had 39 touchdown passes. So it's not even close. And then your point of his rushing ability, there's a huge difference, right? And I don't know what it was because in 18 and 19, he had some decent rushing attempts and some, like, actual rushing numbers. But for some reason, in 2020, 63 attempts, negative one yards, only two touchdowns, compared to 117 attempts and 11 touchdowns last
2: year. It's gotten blown up so much by just, like, not clickbait necessarily, but just, like, lowest common denominator media reporting at this point, how unique the Wake offense is with the the fake handoff thing where they take the step, the quarterback takes the steps. The article's been written a thousand times at this point, but – in 2020, like you bring this up, jog my memory. Hartman never kept it. So the offense, like it doesn't function when he's not a running threat, right? Like if you know that the quarterback's ne- never going to actually, like there's only two options. He pulls it and throws it or he hands off to a running back. Like door number three is not there. Like that makes it a lot easier for the for the defense. But so, speculating as to why, right? And let's think about what 2020, tra- what transpired. Newman had just left to Uga and then didn't play right. So they probably weren't super confident in their backup situation. And I think it's always interesting. Like when you're a team and you know, like if QB one goes down, it's over. You probably aren't running that guy. Like I, I, I have a theory that I have an action on at all because like, I don't think that I've been in a draft where I need to that at Colorado, like Brendan Lewis, I don't, he, I don't think they ran him at all last year because JT shroud was out for the year and they knew that dude couldn't get hurt. But thinking back to his bowl game from 2020 against Texas, like that dude looked electric running the ball. Like why, why is he not utilizing his legs whatsoever? And I think that you can kind of map that out to what played out at Wake Forest in 2020 as well. Harmon probably not running because they had nothing behind him in terms of QB depth. 2021, the, the, the guy who was not starting and Griffiths uh, are kind of a little more seasoned. I think, I think, but I think both of them are like at minimum third year in the program at this point, right? So we're going from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, more depth is built, more comfort uh, for those with those backups, and they probably feel a little better about unleashing him with his legs.
1: I think um, there's more experience with that group, right? And by yeah. the way, I, somebody in Discord said this, and I need somebody to confirm. There's two Griffiths, by the way, in terms of quarterbacks. Which is the right Griffiths to get? Um, <laughs> the I H. guess. We, Yeah, the M one. It's Mitch, not Brett, correct? I I
2: assumed his name was Mike or Michael, but I want to say it's
1: Mitch. I'm going to do a quick Google Griffiths. Uh, Yeah, Mitch Griffiths. Yep, there we go. Uh, I think he's got some years under him too. He's not like your true freshman type. And I think um, that's like a Wake Forest family. I think the CTC guys kind of tipped me off to that. They were like, they made some comment about like. You know the grevis love wake forest. I mean, yeah. there's somebody has to love Wake Forest, I guess, but there they are. But yeah, <clears throat> so I don't know. I think it's a it is an unfortunate situation. It's always from our perspective, it's always fun to talk about like news, right? Like anything changing yeah. is always great. It just unfortunately it comes at the hand of, of like Sam Hartman seems like a good dude. A lot of great uh-huh. college football players are great dudes, right? Like and it just sucks to see. And it, especially if it's a non football injury, you just wonder what it is and you just hope for the best. You know, you don't know what that is. And yeah. And you can appreciate and respect privacy. So, anyways, I did think. You the, did you see the
2: clarification on, or let me, let me uh, put you on the spot. What's your understanding when it comes to Hardman's timeline?
1: So, okay. So, <laughs> this is the extent of what I know. Um, it was a non, m, non, football medical injury okay he had surgery last night they were very prompt and quick to it and mm-hmm. then he was in a maybe a cast or something on his left arm last night or yesterday or today or whatever post-surgery and then this is we more than to, I all that nitty-gritty he, has, stuff. he <laughs> has said they have said that uh he's going to be back this like Clausen has said he's going to be back this year. So so that's the
2: clarification. So I saw that dude, Connor O'Neill, clarified slash corrected the assumption that what Clawson said was not that. He said that he'll be back, but he didn't make any, he didn't condition it that with any sort of like assumption that it will be this year. He just said, Mm Harmon will be back. Like, which is very Clawson. Like that dude fucks with people so hard when it comes, like we all know the games he plays with people's injuries when it comes to DFS and shit like that.
1: There's two parts to this. Clawson totally fucks with you, yeah. And then there's that one Wake Forest beat reporter that is like elite. He is like the Les best of the best. He will give you. He's like the complete opposite. He'll give you. He can tell you every single number that's on the field. Oh you know, yeah, what you're wearing. You can count pads. Connor
2: and Les Johns are both really awesome.
1: It's it's amazing the difference between the two. <laughs> so I mean, we have I I put a lot of. I have a lot of prize picks action on Hartman and none of this stuff matters as long as he's like, you know, fine. Yeah. Right. But, you know, in terms of that prize fix action, I'm like, dude, just like be good in week two or like just sit out 10 games. Yeah. But we have no idea. Like there's so much, you don't drop him, Right. Like if you, I have him in a, a huge redraft league that we're both in Andrew and I, so he he said, i'm not dropping them like it, that'd be dumb like i need to see like legitimate solidified info for weeks over weeks before i drop
2: it. yeah in redraft yeah. you definitely let play out i'm i'm more interested in like so from, with respect to like dynasty he harvin said very specifically earlier in the summer that he was coming back for this year like at, with the idea that this would be his last year i wonder mm-hmm. if that changes now
1: there's that too mm-hmm. right like he's he's pro eligible so it's like okay well could he play the final four games in the bowl game just to like give himself NFL stock, right? Like to get the, to right. help push that narrative. And he's like a good quarterback. Like there's no reason for him not to be considered. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. We've talked a little bit yeah. too much Hartman.
0: Let's yeah. Let's move on to we, the other we, injury.
1: Well, real quickly, we had disclosed on Twitter that we would talk 60 minutes of Bruce McCoy. So when do we <laughs> want to start that is the question. Because we um, said we would do it, so didn't I didn't
0: say we'd do anything. You committed us to that,
1: not me. I'm not saying that I did, but the Twitter account did. <laughs> right. What's the other uh what's the other injury? What are we talking about?
0: Um I think it's going to be the egos of Jared and Nate. <laughs> um, with the injury, the news coming out of Tuscaloosa. Um, they got a Joe. team
1: in, in, they got a team in Tuscaloosa these days?
0: Yeah, um, they're pretty good here. But uh, JoJo decided to go break his foot. JoJo decided to go-go? Yeah, to the exactly. IL. Is that where we're here? Right. I wasn't, like, when I saw it, I thought, the first thing I thought of was our bet. I was like, the first thing I thought of, and I said, like, this is sad because, like, you're kind of happy, but at the same time, it's like wishing injury on a player, and that's the <laughs> thing you do. Yeah. But do we think that means that like Corey Brooks is just going to be vaulted into superstardom now? Or what do we? I'll think? let it.
1: I'll let Andrew go first because I I went first last time, so I'll let him go first here.
2: I I I think Slash thought that the top three was going to be Harold Brooks and Burton, and it was just same. I was just going to put those guys on the field, and now it's just a lot easier to to uh not give consideration to like, okay, do I need to think about who's three and who's four at any given time when I'm trying to figure out how to line people up and call and what plays I want to run now, it, there should be a pretty clear cut top three at this point, And you can just kind of mess around with the order. Um, but in terms of just what's going to happen from a wide receiver set perspective, it seems pretty
0: defined, right? Yeah, I would think so. You think,
1: I feel like there's the, there's the crowd that says, like, well, this guy is a slot receiver and this guy is an outside receiver. Like, I think generally speaking, right? Like everybody considered Burton to be an outside receiver and everybody considered Earl to be a slot receiver. So like, well, who's gonna replace the slot? Like, and like yeah. I totally respect and understand that. Also respect and understand the fact that like they're also like 20 years old, a lot of them. So like <laughs> why can't they just like move like 6 feet to the left type thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I don't know, <laughs> like like I think there's there's a great clip and like Jared like pushed as like this Jared from uh Kimwick Hatton, uh CFF Jared on Twitter like pushed this great clip which like is a total push to Harold being an amazing receiver potentially mm-hmm. for Alabama, which I 100% agree like I think he's a little undervalued. Like I think he's He's worth the risk in a sense, right? We should have talked
0: to him on the last podcast.
1: Maybe potentially, we'll see. But uh, like, I think the fact that like he's what twenty twenty one, like, and he's really talented. Like, why can't he just like move a couple feet over, right? Like, you know, like these guys are so young, and you know, maybe he was like in the outside receiver slot at Louisville, uh, out receiver position at uh, Louisville because of like what they had or what they care about or something. I don't know. But, like, it's Alabama. They've won, like, a million championships. Like, see know what they're doing? They can figure it out.
0: Like, wide receivers at a school like Alabama, they can play all the positions. So you're thinking – you're going to tell me that a guy that's the starting slot receiver gets injured, they're going to put a guy that's not as good as another receiver just so they don't – take him out of the outside role like that doesn't yeah they're going to put the best player on the field um they've got plenty of athletes to do it but i feel like you're gonna brooks has already proven himself at alabama if we're being honest he's he's the only one that's going to be suiting up in a few weeks that has played a game for alabama and played well i think he's
1: i think he's proved himself to be an actual player right i don't know if he's actually proved himself to be like I'm not saying. Player.
0: I'm not saying. Well, he's gonna be good. I don't think he's necessarily superstar, Monte Smith, model type player. But I have to believe that going to be. The history tells us anything. Alabama. He's uh, pretty young. I mean, I, you know, I was really encouraged
1: by Frotons, Eric Frotons' uh, message in one of the discords I was in. The whole thing is that he's out, you know, Earl's out six to eight weeks. And Froton was like, I had that same exact injury or something close to it, let's say. There's no way he's back in six weeks. And I think you have to juggle it, right? Like I, I love Froton, obviously, my guy. He's not as he's not as athletic or as young as Jojo <laughs> Earl. So like there's probably a recovery. You know that for a fact. There. I know that there's an age difference and I know there's an <laughs> athleticism difference. Um, the other stuff I can't, I can't be, uh, I'm far forward, but, um, so like, there's a possibility, right. That like maybe he recovers faster, but like in terms of our bet, I feel better. Right. But we're also like August 10th, right? Like, like six to eight weeks from now means he misses the first four to five games, you know, like and if Froton's right, maybe he misses the first six to seven games. So it's not a gimme. Like I'm not. Right. I'm still going to go to my singing classes every week, <laughs> um, but it's not a guarantee that I don't have to sing at the end of this whole thing.
0: Yeah. So no great dancing yet. Yeah. Not yet. Not, no, yet, not yet. I don't want to go that far. Um, I know you guys were talking pre pre show that you guys are in this 50 teamer. Chris, you're a lot farther along in your draft than Andrew is, but. Um, Andrew's a two-time champ. So, Chris, how are you going to – what are you going to change to be in control? Are you just George
2: from the Seinfeld episode where you do the opposite? <laughs> no. It's funny. I
0: said that, too, because he was, like, trying to decide oh, who no. he wants to pick.
1: And I no, messaged him. Dude, I said, just settle. do what
0: you wouldn't have done last year.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, totally fair. I can't even get mad at it, right? Like, I think I've played – I don't it. know. I've played in every year that I've – been invited i think it's the same amount that it's been available but let's say it's been four years i think i've finished like 34 32nd 12th there's one year i was 12th let's not you know that's not throw shame on that one year that i finished like 30th or 32nd i had an amazing team name jake bentley Benz and beamer something like that it was amazing <laughs> um and then i you know it's just not great right um matter spec by the way to Andrew like as much as I don't want to think that he's any good at any of this but like if you win it twice like the first year you won it on Rondale right like Rondale Moore you were, first year you were had, like
2: man crush I had the most unstoppable team ever the first year I had Rondale I had Jake I had Jonathan Taylor I had Noah Fant as my
1: tight end when he was a beast
2: <laughs> I and mean I had- like and two.
1: that was freshman year, Rondale. So I think you yeah, stole him. I think you probably deep. got him in mid to late. Like, like yeah, I got him like 15th
2: round. Yeah, it and it's like,
1: unfair. Hmm. But you were totally on top of him on freshman year. So, like, that's like you earned that, right? Like, you didn't luck into that. You didn't just say, Oh, let me yeah. pick some random guy. So, mad props to Andrew, but I feel really good about my team this year. So, which conferences did the top you guys have? 24 team out of 50.
0: Which conferences did you guys have?
1: I am SEC and conference USA, which is tough. Because every conference USA and I have Army too, yeah. I guess, but like who like one Army guy's been picked, but like everybody has a two by week in the conference USA or Army. So were you in the conference
2: USA uh, basketball that Jared ran?
1: I was, and that's the yeah. only reason why I did it was because I was yeah. like, you know what? It's a, oh,
2: it's, a, it's a nightmare.
1: It's a nightmare. So
0: Andrew, Everybody's what conference died. you in? Andrew.
2: Well, well, oh, I am in the, the Big Twelve Sun Belt. Which is a walk in the park relative to some some of these other pairings. Like it's great. Like we're still drafting starters, no problem in like the ninth round.
0: Wow, I played okay. in it like the first or second year. I got out of it, guys.
1: That's cool, Andrew. What are the um, what are some of your takeaways? Not, I'm not talking your strategy. But well, everyone's my now.
2: I don't know if someone wrote an article or something, but everyone's kind of got realized oh, you don't need to burn your early picks on quarterback. Uh just stack running backs and kind of figure out the rest. That's that's um, not so what we had
1: here, so there's no article. <laughs> there's a
0: what, beat, what there's happened a in the, years? What happened the years? draft?
1: What was that? I, I was just saying what happened in the years cuz I'm really interested. This is like such a fun concept and it's one yeah. of, I tweeted this from the the team Sort account, count team, parentheses, um, bunny years. Uh, but like it's such like a rite of like, it's almost here.
2: I know. What when we
1: do this draft, we're almost exactly to yeah. the end. We're yes. almost to the end. It's such a fun draft. It's such a, um, it's it's I love waiting for it every year.
2: My my draft though. So I so Froton I think or thrown Froton and or Thor whoever posted the video for their various conference pairings showing the the draft order. So I get I get the notification that I'm tagged and I see Frohn like run through and he does he's doing it backwards. I'm like okay. And I hadn't really done any prep at that point on this specific draft. Um obviously we've been drafting since March so there's only so much that you need to do. Um but um so he can he does I watched like the first few and I'm like okay, I'm not 10th, I'm not 9th, I'm not 8th. And I start thinking about it, I'm like okay, Sunbelt and uh, Big 12. I'm like, what do I actually want here? <laughs> like, I love I love the wheels, just generally speaking, one or first or last, because it's fun. You get to double tap and shit like that. But I'm um, thinking about it a little more. I'm like, all right, the top three, top three would be incredible for this because you get one of Ali, Deuce, or Bijan. And I watch a few more picks. I'm like, okay, but let's think about it a little more. I'm like, okay, I'm not seventh or sixth. So I'm a top five pick. I'm like, that's pretty good. And then I'm looking looking at it more. I'm like, it really fucking drops off from three to four. Like, they're still good players, but, like, dude, that top three pick is, like, you get one of those premier running backs. And then after that, it's like, okay, uh, a really good wide receiver, like a, Xavier Worthy, Quentin Johnson, Miles Price, someone like that. Uh, but top three would be really nice. And then I watch a, a little more. I'm like, okay, not, I'm not fifth. And I'm like, okay, so I just need to avoid four. I'm in the top three. I don't even care if I'm three, two, or one. And I see front – the fourth thing and his eyes just light up i'm like motherfucker, it's definitely me <laughs> <laughs> he loves me i love him too but i mean it's all love um uh, and he's like uh and he's like a uh, two-time champ andrew i'm like motherfucker um not kind of have just hold <laughs> that frozen envelope a little later dude <laughs> but fourth pick for me uh so and i i, I told chris like the morning after like recounted recounted this to him He's like, oh, maybe uh, maybe a quarterback will go uh, or a wide receiver will go. Early. Of course, no. Nah, every, everyone just goes bang, 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 bang with the running backs. And then uh, I decide to be cool and uh, do not take Xavier Worthy and go Miles Price instead uh, with my first pick. PPR, like, let's yeah. shoot for the moon. Maybe with Price. Don't cases, hate it. it's 150 passes.
1: The thing is with, like, if you go Miles Price, like, it can, yeah. like, make up for so many mistakes. Yeah. if, like, it, if it you it hit it, on it right, like, if it yeah. hits – yeah, you can make up for so many mistakes, and yeah. like, there's no reason for it not to. Like, everything from Canada I, is that like, Chuck has been pretty decent, he's the number one. Well, the way I, th- I think about it
2: is like, as long as with price, generally speaking, like, as long as you're right about price and his role, and everything that everyone says and everything you read is like, this is gonna happen, if price is gonna happen, like, they're gonna just get him all those fucking quick screens, they're like, it's just gonna be price, price, price. So, like agnostic of what happens at quarterback that should yeah. that should be fine everything else about the offense is subject to change but i think i feel pretty good about the price being the rock upon which kidley will build his church and i and, uh, love it <laughs> um but i, the, I the, i'm in a couple as a few rounds went by though the thing that i was regretting was not necessarily passing on worthy but i was like i love Braden embedded i should have just fucking done it at one four like on my dude um, because Joe took him at at uh, the ninth pick. Uh, I knew he wasn't making it back to me anyway. But um, we I, but it would have been nice just to get my boy and have him in a fifty team format and just go from there.
1: Yeah, you feel pretty good about your team in general, right?
2: Yeah, it's fine. I'm I'm still figuring out wide receiver. Everything else, I feel really good about. Um, running back, I have depth but not stardom. Um, I think I, I went I went two through five. I went running back. I got Kendry Miller. The guy on James Madison that Josh loves uh, with the the obese name. Um, Percy? Yeah, I got him in, like, mm-hmm. the fifth round. I got Frank, my boy Frank Gore uh, Jr. And I uh, got one other who's, like, decent. Uh, Tony Mathis on West Virginia. So, like, it's depth but not stardom necessarily, which is fine, I think. Like, I, I want to be able to roll out three running backs most weeks. I got Ben Sims but uh, as my tight end. I, but in these formats, I feel like I – I always assume that tight end, I need to grab a tight end earlier than I do. And, like, there's still good ones out there. Like, I took him in, like, the seventh or something or sixth or seventh, and it cost me Tez Johnson. Alfred took him, and I was like, damn, that would have been a nice WR2. And now I'm, like, cobbling together, like, my WR2 and three.
1: Yeah. um, That's tough. It That's the – It'll be fine, though. You have to get, like, kind of lucky. Like, in terms of my draft, I got kind of lucky because I had third pick – Thor went Bryce Young number one, so like in my head, I was like, "I'm not taking quarterback. I'm I'm gonna wait as long as possible on quarterback." You read and... that same article then, huh? Same
0: article. <laughs> I'm yep. Go on. Yeah. Go on.
1: So I am trying to wait on quarterback. I was trying to wait on tight end. I had some names in mind that like were like these guys are so obscure and random and like potentially like high upside, but like whatever. But like it was almost nice to be like close like to have a short side and then a long side because what ended up happening was like I took Cedric Tillman third I took Tavion Robinson second and I took Nathaniel Pete third but both Thor and this guy taking second had quarterbacks he took Jackson Darts uh with the third round second pick so I knew every time it came back in an odd round they they weren't going to take a quarterback early at least and it worked out well because I got KJ Jefferson in the seventh, which, like, it's great. I don't know. That feels like I don't, I'm not even a KJ. I don't like, I don't think I have any KJ Jefferson anywhere except for this. Yeah. But it just worked out that way. So we'll see what happens. You know, I have Pete, and if he doesn't win the job, that hurts. Um, it's PPR format. I have Dylan Johnson. That's nice. Did Oscar you grab Elijah Battle. Young? No, he kind of snuck in there. I think you know, the handcuff is hard because it's like, at what point do you handcuff?
2: Right. You do These it so for
1: Um, So it's hard. It's just really kind of difficult in that, in that aspect. I mean, let me ask you this. This is an interesting concept because everybody knows if you're in an SEC league, what's one passing team you want a piece of? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Who's the re- talk to me about where you would take each <laughs> receiver? Because in a, we in have your, taken, I think four or five of them, and I'm very interested in in where you would have taken them
2: in the context of this league, or generally speaking,
1: this league, this league specifically.
2: Dude, I don't know. Like, I, everyone's chasing like the the guy who's going to uh, be Makai Polk, and just looking across like the months of drafts we've done, you can so there's already so many dead spots on so many people's rosters who are who have been like drafting Ra Ra Thomas, and then it was supposed mm-hmm. to be Harmon. And now it's this dude ducking. Like, I don't – I don't
1: fucking <laughs> know. Nobody has any idea.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I think I'd probably just take Wally, um, but I wouldn't want to reach for him relative to other guys. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, Chip, I agree. Obviously, I agree with you, though. Like, within the, the context of the SEC, the passing volume at Mississippi State is going to be greater than any other um, – any other – Team, but that doesn't necessarily make them the team that I want to target when I'm looking for receivers. Just because the chances of me hitting a zero I've, uh, are yeah. in the yeah. same range where I can draft guys from other teams is much higher.
1: Yeah, Zach, I will like I I obviously asked I posed the question to everybody, mm-hmm. a also you, but I also pulled up Mike's like uh, Mike Bainesridge of uh, CFF site and his Discord mm-hmm. posted some good stuff. If you're not a part of it. You should sign up for it. We all are signed up for it, I think. I know I am. It's worth it for sure. Also, while
0: while we're on the Discord, you might as well join ours too if you're not in that.
1: You can join ours too if you want. (laughs) I mean, you can do that too. Uh, So I have like the most recent, like I'm doing bunny ears right now. Whatever you want to call them. Um, Like who started where type thing. So I'm very curious, but uh, I'll I'll say it after what you think, Zach.
0: Um, it's funny because on, I, we just finished the BTR best ball, the first one. And I was like late in the draft thinking like, man, well, who do I need to take? Like just as a wide receiver. And I went to Mississippi state thinking, you know, that's, that's the well you want to get into, but you don't know who to grab. So I bypassed it all together. I was like, I'm not taking that chance. I'll go with somebody else that I know that probably will get for sure targets. Um, I mean, Wally goes, I think I, I don't know if drafts that you guys are in. Is he the first one taken? Normally,
1: he was the that first was one. Taken. He, was taking, yeah. um, he was taken. He was taken fifth pick of the fifth round. So he in, was in the
0: SEC draft
1: in this SEC conference USA draft. Yep, he was. was low, though.
0: I mean, in a just it, an was, SEC.
1: It, well, it what you, it, it seems low until you hear what what that Mike one. Bainbridge posted. Oh. oh. <laughs> I didn't yeah, go ahead and
0: say I have I don't know.
1: I mean, so the right, there's four lettered receiver slots, right? Like it's Z, Y, X, and H. I don't know, like who cares? Um, you got Caleb Ducking. Yep. Yeah, and like this is I'm trying to do it as like in terms of the and and the ors and stuff. So Caleb Ducking seems to be the lone Z. I don't know what Z is. Slot. Whatever, last letter of the alphabet. Jameer Calvin and Jaden Wally. So it's kind of an or there at the Y. And then you have Ra-Ra Thomas and Leitertrick Griffin at the X. And then you have Austin Williams. And then you also have Antonio Harmon behind ducking. And I, the way I perceive the group, and it's so hard between, like, all these offenses. It's like, which one do you want? The Z, the Y, the H, the X, the B, the J? You want the Z, I think, and Antonio Harmon is the backup Z? You can't read into that. Dude, think about – Who that knows? Dude. They're <laughs> probably all interchangeable.
2: Think about that he just pulled, though, just in the last few years, where he – does that thing have that – do they still list that dude, uh, Jernigan, at running back? Do you remember when he was listed as a starter like within the last <laughs> couple of years? Uh, I'm he, not you know,
1: saying that it's legit. I'm just saying that's where <laughs> we're at right now the best we can do so like right like uh, you know i think the best way to understand mississippi state's offense is like to watch them like in person because you see how many receivers run in and off the field yeah and it's insane they they have they use legitimately like seven receivers so but if you had to put all your money on one was,
0: who are you picking
1: well per my draft i took uh in the 10th and 11th round i took harman and then i took ducking Hmm. so i just was like i'm banking on both and mike gave me some recommendations and said hey like if you're gonna take Harmon, you gotta you gotta take ducking like you have to go bang bang so we'll see i mean like at that point right like if you nail the mississippi state receiver like if you told me right now Harmon's the mississippi state receiver to own like 100 percent gonna be replacement level from last year you would take him in like the early second to late second round. Like that's a mm-hmm. no brainer. So yeah. hopefully I got one with the 10th or 11th, but who knows? <laughs> like, I don't know. There's so many different letters. Yeah. You never know.
0: So we talked about our picks and everything. You guys talked about your picks. I want to tell you guys about the easiest way to get some action on underdog fantasy. And it's in their pick em games. Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite players Stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it super simple with their uh, easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Take between two and five players to fill out your pick slip get every pick right, and take home some cold hard cash. Basically like a parlay. Um, use the code BTR or BTRPOD uh, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. That's
1: yeah, it, it was good. It wasn't well, as good, good as the first one. Time. Yeah. I, I, was I was
2: hoping you would transition from grave dancing to underdog somehow. <laughs>
0: this is fine. It well, seemed a little early. It seemed a little early to do that early.
1: <laughs> we're a little early in general on underdog only because they don't have CFB stuff up. Okay. Once CFB stuff comes up, like we're going to be hammering that stuff. So, can like, I I'll, be I'll, to talk about it? I'll be give bloody, a little personal, content.
0: personal uh, testimony to it. So, Sure. I had never actually used underdog. i had always you guys talked about it. i signed up. I joined some of the PGA stuff and it's, I think it's called the Pup cup is the name of it. And it's a, it's a six, six man draft. You draft 10 golfers. And I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Cause I was expecting it to be like, like a draft Kings where you just fill out a lineup and salary, whatever. No, it was actually a snake draft of golfers. And I was like, man, this, this might be really cool. So we'll see. I've got three lineups in this week. So, you know, I, might I make think enough there's a to-
1: lot of, I think there's a lot of potential. I mean, you have to watch and follow us and understand what we're talking about. 100% to like to fully get it right. Obviously. But I think like, I mean, if you feel like, you know, what's going on each week and the guys that you like more often you might lose week one, but like, generally speaking over time you're going to win more often than you're not college football is a and we're not there yet we're not if we're when we get there it'll be an amazing thing in itself because that means that like cff has hit like really great levels of like fandom but you're going to win more often than not in, in cff if you know what you're talking about if i mean that doesn't mean us that means listen to anybody right like Listen to us. Listen to CFF site. Listen to um, Chase Natty. Listen to the guys at Campus to Campton. Even in like the debbie stuff, but like, mainly stuff us. You, but mainly, but mainly, listen mainly to us. us. That yeah. stuff will give you like good info to help you win. Um. So I mean, the format's cool. There's different varieties. It's not your DraftKings. Yeah. But it doesn't make it like less cool. It's still it's still fun. It's just well there's it's other still things profitable too. in different areas, which is like if we're playing it, like why would you not as well? Yeah, so. so
0: like I'll just refer to the golf again. Like there's a pick 'em where you pick who has the lowest score tomorrow. First round. And it's like you can basically pick two to five picks and I did it earlier. I put like whatever, we'll see. See if I become a millionaire overnight.
1: Probably not. I mean, I love hating on a specific person. So, like, give me that
0: format yeah. all day. There you go. All right. We can, I guess, transition to our win total series. But before we dive into the three teams that we cover, actually, Chris and I mainly ran through, what, 18? Just a quick. Just, we're not going to go in depth. We're just going to kind of. I can find it. Um, win totals. So I'll just go in alphabetical order. Northern Illinois six wins, Ohio's five wins, South Alabama's five, South Florida's four, Syracuse four, Texas State four.
2: These are your, your predictions.
0: Yeah, these were our.
2: Yeah.
1: Without seeing them, answer real quick. Did you? Did, There's Andrew, a real
2: problem there, but. <laughs> um, so South Alabama being picked for five wins. The over under is five and a half, and Ooh. Your, your boy picked the, the the over there. Put some money on that. So we're at odds with one another. That's tough. I, I stole it from, from Winning Edge, uh, from Nick's uh, podcast. He, he sold it really well, and I was like, I got to put some money down on. on this yeah, sport. well,
1: he's much smarter than us. So yeah, I would go with him, not us. And then the stuff so.
0: Oh, yes, I, I need to. You got. It. Oh, what do we see here? <laughs> Not you guys. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you guys don't see. Um, I don't know how that happened,
1: but well, I mean, what is this? I see it.
0: There Some you
1: of, are, the old yeah, Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. I'm at like six or seven wins this year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. There you go, Alabama. A, a tough one. The first one's a tough one. I know it was 38 and a half. Now it's down to 31 <laughs> and a half. They're, they're worried.
1: Was it Was it 38 to 31 or was it 31 to 38? No,
0: I think it was 38
1: to one. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that gets me out of my seat a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that makes no sense to me. Alabama just straight towards so it, So is, right? is
0: it, it Lagaw? That's, that's how you pronounce yeah, it. No, right?
1: it, it seems like it's going to
2: be Bonner. I mean, I, I still hold up, hold out hold some hope <laughs> that, like, what we got out of that scrimmage that just happened this past week at Utah State was that Bonner threw a pass and it, it did not fall incomplete. And that sounds uh, like all he really did was throw uh, like starting. a pass or two.
1: I mean, you and Mrs. Bonner got to hold on to something.
2: <laughs> Worst case scenario is Alabama put some, put some, uh, Six feet under and then it's Lega time.
1: I mean in a game like this does it matter if it's Bonner or Lega? Like like <laughs> legitimately, like
0: I mean if you're covering the spread it's something, but I don't
1: know. well, obviously, like they're gonna win, right? Like, but like is there that much of a difference? In the, like, is Bonner that good? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> this just feels like regardless, like, give give me the extra points by or give me the less points by uh, this potentially being Bonner and just take the,
0: the cover. The Alabama cover? Yeah. All right, so it's Alabama. thirty-eight and a half and a half now. Is it? Yes. Somebody so told me it went, went down. It went 31 to 38. I thought it went back. I thought so. I thought it went from 38 to 31. Maybe. I've well, you got those
1: that. good Memphis books. Memphis, Maybe. Uh, Mississippi Maybe. books are good. Very possible.
0: Um, so we're going to say win against <laughs> Utah State. And then at Texas.
1: Too. I want this to be such a good game.
0: By the way, tickets for this game—I went and looked because I was like, "Man, that'd be a cool game to go to." Yeah. I think the cheap seats were like four hundred bucks.
2: Really? They went yeah. up a lot. We looked a, a while ago, and it was much cheaper. It was like in the twos.
0: Yeah, I, I, it might. There might be a couple two hundred dollars seats, but I think the average price was like five, six, seven hundred dollars. Oh boy! I mean, I <laughs> want
1: this to be a close game. But there's no part of me that thinks that's going to be a close game. Like, I don't know what the spread is. It's probably yeah. – I would imagine it's closer to – it's somewhere between 14 and 21. Just take Bama covering. Like, Yeah. Just do it. Like, you're going to win that more often than not.
0: So, win-win. ULM is mean, a win.
1: Andrew, do you agree, by the way, on the Texas game? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Vanderbilt, win. Look at this cupcake schedule they got, man. Utah State, Texas, ULM, and Vanderbilt. Because right. they don't
1: play any in-state opponents non-conference. Right. right. we talked about this.
0: But so now they go at Arkansas, which would be, I think, their real test.
1: They need to bench KJ Jefferson that week. I don't want to say <laughs> about that.
2: He, he had his best game of the year against them last year. I know.
1: I'm just messing. Just wait for Georgia. He doesn't, he doesn't play Georgia, does he? <laughs> uh, I mean – would it be cool for Arkansas to beat Bama? Yeah. yeah. But is it going to happen? No. no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Texas, can't. So then I guess the real, I guess the first chance that they probably maybe lose is Texas A&M. And I don't think they lose that one. They're not going to lose back to back. They lost last year, right? Yeah. This yeah. one's yeah. at home. Yeah. This one's so, at home. They're not losing this one. Yeah. Um. Then at Tennessee, I think it'll be a fun one.
1: Well, I think Brew's eligible by then. Oh yeah. Um, and Alabama doesn't have anybody that can cover him. So no. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I think I think I mean again, I think Bama wins like 45-21. Like that's gonna be your like Man. your potentially like, you know, whatever, three thirty CBS game where they hype it up and then all of a sudden it's a three score <laughs> game by the third quarter and nobody cares.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: And then they get Mississippi State, who we talked about earlier, to win. And they get the bye week, then they go Death Valley off the bye. It's first Saturday Do you, in think,
2: November. Do you think CBS uses its uh one night game for that? Or do they what, – what was it last year? Because they pivoted away from that last year, right?
1: I don't remember. This is mm.
2: – the one CBS night game – I think would have to fall into like my favorite game slate conversation.
1: you know what I'm talking so, about, right? How yeah. CBS don't give about. that away. Don't give it away. We're gonna save that for pre-zero. <laughs> we talked about that. In the just, conversation. There's a top ten, so like, there's a lot of options available.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though. How CBS? Do? Yeah.
1: You, CBS gets to select essentially a late night. What is it? Seven thirty or an eight? Eight. I think it's an eight, right? Yeah. So. Mm. An 8 p.m. Eastern game between two, and it used to be peak, right? Like, I think the one that I remember the most is Bama LSU back when, like, uh, I don't know who was it. I think LSU beat Bama the first time, and then on like the championship, Bama beat LSU. Yeah, like that year was like the peak version of it. Um, I don't know. I don't think LSU is gonna be that good. I mean, like, I think LSU is gonna be decent, but I don't think. I mean Nussmeier or whoever, right? Like maybe Daniel's takes over real quick like a yep. Hooker type action and but I don't think like they're that great no. to be able to like do that. But that's like such a great that's such a great potential game at yeah, night. Definitely.
0: So they're undefeated through LSU. Yep. And then they go at Ole Miss next week.
1: I think we're to the point where it's like okay, if you're gonna, what if you're going to pick a take... loss?
0: That's got to be one of the ones on the table. What would it take
1: for Ole Miss? What would it take for Alabama to lose at Ole Miss? Andrew, go.
2: Dart or Altmaier has to be phenomenal,
1: mm-hmm. right? 100%. Yeah. Get that?
2: <laughs> it's like that.
1: What else? <laughs> what else has <laughs> to then, happen? This is like, uh, what is that movie? And then. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They need to. They need to not uh, go like what was it, three for thirteen on fourth down, like they, like Ole Miss did last year against Bama, right? Yeah. So offense needs to be explosive, uh, stay on schedule, as the those in the know like to say, right? <laughs> Convert all your fourth nice. downs, catch Very a few nice. breaks, and then maybe maybe it's a coin flip.
1: Do you think you said <laughs> uh, Dart or I'm sorry, I'm just straight. My boy Altmaier. Back. Do you think Altmaier has a shot? I know Jared's pushing it a little bit. Is he, dude? He's like low key pushing a little bit, and I respect it. I I think I try to push it every every
2: every couple months on here. I think right. Mm -hmm. Um, I do. I think he, in my heart, do I actually think he has a shot? No, Um, but uh, I mean, I'm rooting for him. But I think that he would have to be head and shoulders above Dart for Kiffin not to give the job to Dart. And I don't know if that Mm -hmm. like he would well. It can happen through one of two ways, right? He plays out of his mind throughout the fall camp, or Dart just falls flat on space. Yeah, um, I guess neither of them are totally impossible. Uh, Wes is uh, Wes's high school fantasy points per game set, <laughs> how, many, how many points per game do you think Altmaier averaged, according to Wes?
1: I mean, if it's relevant to Wes, I would say like twelve, because it's got to be yeah, something ridiculous. It was
2: like eleven point six. I was like, how is that possible? This dude was like a top one hundred cr- recruit. But that like scared me a little bit uh, about
1: all of my... <laughs> I I don't know. Does that is it? Does it like work with quarterbacks?
2: There's a, the, the Wes's theory is that he I'm I'm not gonna be able to phrase it right. Basically, high quarterback production in a points per game reveals potential. Whereas, um, if like you need like if you hit a, a threshold of like high twenties, low thirties, or something like that, it's like okay, your ceiling is pretty much. Limited, it's like you need to. If you cross this floor, then your ceiling can be whatever in whatever system you're in. Yeah, with running backs and receivers, it's more like you need to show the F out. Um, <laughs> otherwise, like, like you're, you're you got so, no shot. Basic, your ceiling in high school is what your ceiling is in college, basically. So, if you don't, if you go nuclear in high school, then you can go nuclear in college, which it's like. did did i did i articulate that at all succinctly because it doesn't it makes a little sense to me but i I think it
1: makes sense in terms of what you're saying yeah like i think we talked about it briefly last week like there's a certain level of like dude if you're like i think the most basic way to say it is like yo if you're not like gonna be a baller in high school then like how are you supposed to ball out in college yeah especially if we're talking like old miss right like i don't know if we're talking like eastern michigan like maybe there's some like outliers but like we talk about like Alabama or Ole Miss or South Carolina or something, right? Like you got to do something in high school, but um, I don't know what are we talking about. Are we talking about Austin yeah. PA maybe beating Alabama this week? <laughs> the governors?
0: Yeah, no, I don't think so.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I got messed up there.
0: Um, so we're all in agreement that Ole Miss doesn't pull the upset off. Agreed. Okay. Then Austin P. They beat them, and then Auburn. Chris. Tell us why there's, there's, Auburn. Tell us how man. Auburn beats Alabama. Go, dude.
1: I don't even know how Auburn beats Alabama. <laughs> I mean, okay. So here's actually, I know exactly how Auburn beats Alabama. Let me bring you back to 2019 when Bo <laughs> Nix was a. What about a Tank
2: just stays in bounds No, Because
1: that team was better than this this team. <laughs> uh, bring me back to to circa to uh, Bo Nix freshman year. And mm-hmm. what pretty much happens is Bo Nicks throw his typical 228 passing 17 <laughs> for 32 and uh, two touchdowns. But they, they have a hundred yard touchdown interception return for touchdown. They got a kickoff return for touchdown. They make a couple big stops on fourth down. That's it how fumbles. it happens. It's not going <laughs> to happen. I mean, that's, I was talking to somebody at work today in real life in my second job, um, about it, about how that was, like, probably the greatest, greatest game I've ever been to. That 2019 game where the guy had the 100-yard touchdown return mm. for touchdown. But that was, like, I mean, you're not getting that again, right? Like, oh, last God. year, you're right, Andrew, right? Like, Tank just... In hindsight, it's like, bro, Tank, just, like, stay in balance. One Dude, I and I will... works.
2: So, there's that. And then, I don't know if you've been able... Like, as, a, as, an, as an Auburn fan, I'll, I'll give you... I'll give you full credit for your Auburn fandom for the purpose of this exercise as an Auburn fan. I don't know if you've been able to watch the final drive at the end of the game after, after Bama gets the game back, gets the ball back. I don't know if you've been able to watch it, Um, but dude, so much ridiculous shit happens on this first. Like everyone talks about the first play. There should be, there's holding in the end zone when, and the game should be over. And then, there's like Bryce intentionally grounds the ball twice within like four plays and it's not called, for multiple fourth down completions I believe like the, the the sequence of things that need to happen for this to happen and at the same time while you're watching it happen there's zero down in anyone's mind that Alabama's not driving the length of the field.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have we sat there literally like like I know that t- today Auburn's the better team, but. Alabama's winning this like there's just yeah. like we got 88 or 94 yards it was or whatever like 97 it was. yards yeah like we know mm-hmm. it's happening and it's I, over. And you're right right like I think there was some 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 interesting stuff that happened at the very beginning of that but like that doesn't hurt me it's the it's the Michigan stuff that hurts me the most so like you can say whatever you want but <laughs> whatever Auburn doesn't win they don't win no so, they can't win at Alabama
0: so we're projecting 12 and 0 yeah. Okay. I
1: mean, that's I, mean like the, I I think you have to.
0: I mean, unless you're just going to go out on a limb and say one of these, like Tennessee catching at so Ole Miss, soft schedule. A and M, A and just. I don't think so. I don't think this is going to happen. Back to back years, it's I don't think it's not that a happens.
1: soft schedule. I should take that back. It's soft relative to Alabama. Yeah. It's just soft relative to Alabama. I mean, I mean like, if Texas is indeed good.
0: back, then it's a it's a tough schedule.
1: It's a tough schedule, right? There's AM, right. but they get them at home. Um, at Tennessee, but Tennessee's not really been relevant for 15 but years. The thing about Tennessee LSU, is, you're catching them on down here at but, LSU. The thing about so, Tennessee
0: and Ole Miss, they're very similar. They, they have the potential to put up a lot of points. And if they get the points – if the offense is rolling or stays on schedule, as you said, um, they can put up enough points to where all they need is maybe a couple turnovers to stay in the game and maybe pull it out. Um, but like, I don't think that happens. I just think that they have the offenses that can potentially do. Andrew,
1: you have a great like way to describe Tennessee, don't you? Like, they're more fun to talk about than they are good or something like that. Was it more that? fun than good or fun than good?
2: I, I don't recall all the time I had. You said, Oh, that.
1: don't be coy, don't be coy." I think there's like some relevance to AM, like in terms of like their recruiting, right? like they're more like fun in terms of like all the fun that could happen with all these studs, right? Like Evan Stewart, Chris Marshall, and Wigman, blah 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 blah. But like, are they actually going to be good?
0: So we have a comment. Um, we're leaving out Austin P. Pe- I thought we did run.
1: Uh, Was that the comment? Yeah, because y'all so- are
0: leaving out Austin P. Yes. So. <laughs>
1: Austin P will beat Western (laughs) Kentucky, then we don't care about them for a while, and then they end up losing the Alabama. Yes, that is correct.
0: So 12-0 Alabama. So we'll actually jump to a team that's on Alabama's schedule. Two teams on Alabama's schedule. I was going to say, I think all of them are on, right? We'll start with Texas. Um, We'll find out if they're indeed back to when they Alabama. But they open up with ULM, Warhawks, Dude, why
1: does everybody that we talk about play ULM in a run? Do they play twenty-two games this year? <laughs> it feels like every time we do one of these, it's like they play. Yeah, okay, ULM in week
0: four. I'm I'm gonna pull up their um. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll do Texas, then we'll. But we think Texas wins the first game. God, I hope or do so. We, or do we? That would be like couch burning <laughs> stuff, wouldn't it? Then we have them losing to Alabama, week two. They're not indeed back. Then UTSA week three. We got Texas winning, right? We've done UTSA before. Oh yeah, I think Texas wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, is it possible UTSA wins? Hundred percent. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. But I think Texas wins. Yeah,
0: Andrew,
2: I I'm surprised. I haven't heard this game discussed at all in any across any format, and like I, I didn't, I had
0: no idea Texas and UTSA played. It's interesting.
1: Well, it's on the Longhorn Network, so the like, Is it, so no, no, so no one will it.
0: know. So. Baylor Bear yeah. says yes, horns down, calling it now. UTSA shocks the world. Respect. It's, it. not, it's not the craziest call, honestly.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what to expect for Texas this year. Probably exactly. not some of the things that. I've been hearing just on different platforms about like, oh, top five, top 10 team, potential playoff, whatever.
0: Um, I think I saw them in at somebody's top four earlier today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: But Um, maybe we don't expect it
1: after all these years of not expecting it. And then it's the first year that that it actually happens.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, I don't know. Maybe.
0: So we're going to be two and one at Texas Tech, and Donovan Smith is back by then, mm. right? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. Kitley's actually a quarterback by then. I think he <laughs> reinstates himself for a year.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I think they win at Texas Tech, and not to jump ahead, but I think they win at West Virginia, or against West Virginia. I think those are two very winnable games. I mean, Texas Tech and Texas is going to be like – that's my birthday weekend, going to be an elite – dfs matchup calling it now as long as shuck and company doesn't suck that that total is going to be like 82 that's going to be like your 12 p.m fox sports one game right, right, right. i'm gonna tell my wife yeah. don't talk to me for four hours and then after that don't talk to me for seven more and it's gonna be amazing
0: Got him winning texas tech in west virginia get oklahoma in the cotton bowl This one, this is who did we pick? Did we pick Oklahoma? Who knows? It's been yeah, I think, so. So we, I think we did. Yeah. So I think we we roll with Oklahoma. Yes. We're not. Cha- it hasn't been long enough for us to change our. Pick. We have don't have any new information.
1: Says you. Wow. Yeah. That's I weird. mean, I think. I mean, yeah, for sure. There's a there's a world where Texas wins, but I think I would definitely agree with Oklahoma. I think like that's a really cool matchup. That'll be a fun game for sure.
0: Um, then they follow that up with Iowa State. They get them at home. They better, they better.
1: They better win State that one. have a Iowa State better have like a stud running back emerge by then. Brock better be good. Norton better be great. Like one of these dudes has to be Brees Hall by then for them to beat Texas. Is all I'm gonna say. Because Hunter Decker's is ain't, ain't it for sure.
0: Um, CFP dynasty winnable game. Discussing Texas is counterintuitive. Like to find ways to lose. Hopefully they buck the trend. That's way too rational. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Andrew. Game.
2: I w- I was willing to pick West Virginia personally with JT leading uh Oh game my game. gosh,
1: he's soft. I mean, that guy's <laughs> softer than Charmin It took him like coming 20... off of the
2: big Virginia Tech win in week three or whatever. Whoa, no, whatever. whatever
1: it took that man thirty-four months to recover from an ACL <laughs> surgery. Okay, like that guy is softer than
0: Charmin. All okay, right. let's let's move to the uh, Oklahoma at, State. At Oklahoma
2: game. State, easy win for uh, the Popes.
0: I was yeah. I was going to lean that way too. So, you got it. Oklahoma State. Yeah,
1: I think I'm good with that. Yeah, I think they could be really good. They go well,
0: into, yeah go into oh. a bye week, come out and. At Kansas
1: State, you gotta scroll a little bit there, buddy. Right. Yeah, no,
0: so at right. at Kansas State. Kansas State's not the biggest. I would like I would like, pick,
2: I would like to pick Kansas State in that. I, I'm trying I to find on the schedule for Texas. Just for
1: I <laughs> mean, here's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how wrong are the pundits besides the normal amount, right? Like, if we go Kansas State here, then they're losing what four games? So, I don't know. I mean, I'm down with it. I've been just saying, like, think about pre what we went into this season thinking, like, do we call them an 8-14? and 14?
0: I'm going to lean Texas. I think they went off the bye yeah. week.
1: All right, fine. I just don't like Adrian Martinez enough. Yeah, Really? I, I just don't think he's that great. Like, they're coming off a bye week. I know it's on the road. I don't know. I'd rather, like, I, to me, consider Baylor mm-hmm. at Austin a more competitive tougher game than Kansas State on the road. But Kansas State always is weird. They play maybe that's just Skylar Thompson and he's been at you know he was at Kansas State for like 12 years and that's why but like that feels tougher Baylor feels tougher than Kansas State to me. I don't know.
2: Well, yeah, Baylor's very good. I think Kansas State's good and I think that give just giving Texas a W over a good team is suffering.
1: You've always been kind of anti Texas, yeah. haven't you? He's anti. Yeah.
0: So what are we agreeing on with Kansas State?
1: I, I believe you're the swing vote. I think we're going loss because I go loss. Or I'm sorry. I, I think the they win. beat Kansas <laughs> State. Yeah. Yeah, I, think they yeah I do too. I think they beat Kansas okay.
0: State. So yeah. Okay. I give them that one. ECU following week. So they're, they're catching
2: a Sonny Dykes team at the right part of the schedule. The, the year-end okay. the, the collapse is on the horizon here.
1: Any time <laughs> after week four.
2: <laughs> after the, like, 4-5, 6 0 oh, you know start, it's time for uh, him to start yeah. looking for the next job. And, you know, rumors leak out the team, the team gives up. So we can give Texas the win, I think.
0: Giving Texas the win there. They go at Kansas. Oh. I mean,
1: is this uh, more compelling, more <laughs> difficult of a decision than Kansas State? I mean, like history tells us otherwise.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is a rivalry game at this point, right?
1: Sad. Will Texas
2: right. get up for this game or will they just lay down?
1: I'm sorry. No no no. Repeat that. Will Kansas get up for
0: this no, game? No, no. I they had laid it. it, I
2: had it right. <laughs> My
0: phrase I'm, I'm, I'm- picking Texas to.
1: God, I mean, if you pick Kansas to win, like, and they win, like, go for it. Like, props. But, like, (laughs) percentage odds says Texas. I mean, is is it possible? 100%. We've seen it, right? Like, Kansas could beat them. But, man, if Texas with this group loses, like, that's just brutal. Yeah. Baylor.
0: They, They close out with Baylor. I think they lose that one.
1: I mean, do we think Shapen's good? If we think Shapen's good, then I think they have one of two or three running backs that'll be really good. I think good he's good enough. Replace. I mean, like, they're not, they've never been the passing team. They've been more, you know, more defense, more control, more great running, more.
0: They're definitely that now with Aranda coaching. And Aranda's just
1: awesome. I mean, like, that guy is just an awesome coach. Yeah, he, yeah, he
0: really is. Are we in agreement that Baylor wins or no?
2: Yeah, we can get Ballard one.
0: Okay. To recap, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight wins, Texas. Sound about right? What's the what's the number? Yeah. That feels low per it's the number. number but... I
2: believe it's eight and a half, but let me take a look. By the way, while I'm opening this up, so mm-hmm. What do you think – so DraftKings reopened uh, Wake Forest's uh, over-under for wins after in- initially closing it down. It was um, eight and a half, right? Yeah, they, so they closed it. What do you think they reopened it at?
1: Probably seven, seven and a half.
2: Six, six and a half. But heavy juice on the over.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Last so team. This oh. is – Oh, yeah. Did you look – Eight
2: and a half, yeah. A half?
0: Right yeah. on the number. And then our last team – actually, I, I want to do two, but this one will be the second-to-last one. Um, Texas A&M. They started out with Sam Houston, which years past what I feel like would have been a really fun one. But I think Texas A&M gets that one. Yeah. Um, App, App, App State. A, App it's State. It's fun
1: to think that App State's going to beat them.
0: No, I don't think they beat him, but it could be. I think fun, they're though. not going to beat
1: him. It'll be a 24 21 Miami App State type game Talk you know, about, where
0: it's super t- close. Talk but. about a brutal schedule. I mean, if you're talking like as far as FCS programs go, Sam Houston's pretty good. Um, App State, as far as G5 programs go, they're pretty good. And they get Miami, Arkansas, Mississippi State at Alabama.
2: Yeah, yeah it's tough.
0: Um, so, Miami, what do we think about Miami? Where's the game? College Station.
2: You gotta give that to Jimbo, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, they got some indecision at quarterback, but it doesn't mean it's bad indecision, right? Like that's like there's two levels of it, right? Like it's like I don't know who's my awful quarterback, or yeah. these quarterbacks are pretty good. I just can't figure out which one I want, you know. Like right. I would like to lean that amongst the what, the four or five star Wigman and then Max Johnson and then
0: mm-hmm um Haines. whoever uh yeah. king
1: right like it's more of a it's a you know which which really decent to good quarterback am i choosing from and that you know determines a lot in yeah. the season in my opinion
0: we're going to lean a&m with yeah. that then we go arkansas in Neutral. jerry world yeah jerry world yeah yeah Oof. i, I, I think, think you lean a&m like, yeah I wouldn't hate picking Arkansas,
1: but I think I, mean, I, I is, think I'm going to lean A&M. I think it's a lot of a fifty fifty, but I think like I think A&M to me is the one that stands out.
0: Okay, um, Mississippi, Mississippi win. State. Mississippi Yeah, Mississippi State win, then they go to Tuscaloosa. That's the game that they've circled, right? Jimbo Saban Bowl. We already picked Alabama, so. <laughs>
1: so there's not a lot of like craziness. <laughs> like, it okay, so wins.
0: scenario that Texas A&M wins.
1: I mean, if they win, right? Like, South Carolina is a tough game on the road, and they got a bye we can run runner. If A&M were to win out and go 6-0 and and beat Alabama, that's a – like, to me, as a, a college football fan and Whew. someone that follows decently, that's a top – I would rank them top five.
0: I don't know how they're not number one.
1: Miami, Arkansas, they Mississippi <laughs> State. You know, like that's a top five team. Look at the
0: defense. rest of the schedule. They go at well, South I'm just Carolina up to that point. Right, right, right. But at South Carolina, Ole Miss, Florida, at Auburn, then they get the juggernaut UMass, then close out with LSU.
1: It's by the way that's not the soft like that's not the softest. Of schedules. Like, that's like, no. If you're not Alabama, the SEC West is like an insanely hard schedule. <laughs> you know? Right. So, I mean, they lose, right? Like, they're five and one going into that. And what, so, my, the real question is: Do South they South beat South Carolina? Do they beat South Carolina? Do they Alabama
0: bounce West? back and beat South Carolina? I think by then you'll know what they are. You'll know what South Carolina is. You'll know if Rattler's the real deal and making and letting South Carolina be the. Uh, dark horse of the the east right didn't we talk about that a few episodes back yeah the potential of South, oh, carolina. South carolina um you'll definitely know by then where they stand but I think we're gonna I think you gotta pick am yeah as it stands today uh,
1: I, have, I think I honestly have them winning out to be honest right like I think at South Carolina is probably the toughest matchup. Oh miss and because of it, but they're at home, yeah,
0: Florida yeah. Yeah, I don't
1: remember. t j. Finley, by the way, getting first team reps after evading the cops on his scooter, so
0: there's that, <laughs> so we think they or, went but, out? Are we in agreement that they went out? like I can't pick a game they really. lose the only game I would consider them maybe losing is Ole Miss,
2: they're not gonna win out though they're gonna try I don't to think so either, but these games,
1: but which one? There's so many of them that could make sense for them to lose, but which one? I don't I'll, know. I can't I'll give them a bet.
2: loss to Ole Miss. Yeah. That's fine.
1: So we're saying 10 and 2. What's the number? Gamma and Ole Miss. Andrew, what's the number?
2: It's probably much lower. Let's
1: load up the uh, fourth right. and final. Eight,
2: eight Eight and a half. Heavy overjuice.
1: Yeah, I don't. I. That's one of those ones where it's like, I don't know how we're wrong, but I don't like. I don't know how confident I am. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's a lot of variables in play, right? Like if I mean, you South Carolina could easily a be coin. You flip
2: a coin that's weighted sixty percent enough times, it's gonna lose some of those times.
1: Exactly. South Carolina could easily be rolling. <laughs> they got a lot of random talent, and Shane Beamer is awesome. I love Shane Beamer, obviously you never right. know. In all right, let's, let's close out anyway. with U,
0: ULM cuz they seem to be on everybody's schedule.
1: Yeah, well we've already picked all these games, right? <laughs>
0: right. Um they lost to Texas. They get Nickels. I think they win that one. I think they do, yeah. Sandwiched in between te- between Texas and Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The Kent state approach. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. Um so loss, win, loss. Then they get Louisiana, Raging Rage Cajuns. Island lose um at arkansas state Lose, Loss.
2: dude i know no 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 i think they beat arkansas state you
1: think what so? makes you think they beat arkansas state
2: they monroe was much improved last year
1: what they, did they win last year
0: don't it's we not, think arkansas state's going to be a little better this year
2: didn't they have what, what what was their record last year i feel like they had four wins, something in that range, and th- did they beat They beat Liberty, right? And in four South.
1: wins, they beat Jackson State, 12-7. They beat yeah. Troy by two touchdowns, Liberty by three, and South Alabama by 10. <laughs> That's
2: not I bad. Know, like, where the expectations... So your expectations for them are where everyone's oh, expectations no. were going into 2021, and they exceeded them greatly.
0: So you're thinking like, they're going to win five, six games.
2: No, I think I, mean, they're probably, I think they're probably. Arkansas, I mean, let's see how it plays out, but yeah. I think that I think they beat Arkansas State, who is just I I I haven't had the time to actually research this, but I don't understand what drives the Arkansas State offense to continue to to behave and have the format of what it was when Blake Anderson was there. Obviously, it held up in year one for Butch Jones that the offense basically mirrored. Just from a pass run ratio and stuff like that, what it was when it was Blake Anderson and squad, like, mm-hmm. what, so is but, what is Butch Jones just that pass heavy historically? Like, I don't remember him being that pass heavy at, at when he was at uh Cincinnati and Tennessee, or is it the NOC that drives it? Uh, that they've hired that with the basic idea being, hey, let's just kind of it worked so well when uh Blake Anderson was here, let's, let's just keep it going. Uh, I don't know, I think it but. I think that that team is largely trash, um, and I
1: think you all. <laughs> I mean, you are correct. Arkansas State is fairly trash, but they did they won two games and one of them was the right? <laughs> <laughs> but it was Lane Hatcher. Like Blackman was like the leading passer for like the last five, like the first five games. Yeah, and then it was Hatcher. I don't know, man. I mean, we can do, we can say it whatever at Arkansas State. Like who knows. They lose Corey Rucker, so like there's a big loss there. But yeah. I don't know.
0: So we're going loss? I mean, we're going win. Yeah, we don't think.
1: Yeah, we'll go win.
0: All right, Monroe wins. Then Coastal, they get Coastal at home. <laughs> that doesn't loss. <laughs> at South Alabama, we picked South Alabama earlier or yesterday, right?
1: Off.
2: Nice. off yeah, air. South Alabama gets the dub
1: here. Yeah, they get the dub here.
0: Yeah. Um. Then at Army, seems like a loss. Yeah. yeah. It's a loss. And they get the, they get the rest week. Yeah. After Army beats them up, then they get the buy, and then they Texas State
2: at home coming off the buy. That's beautiful. That's another win.
0: <laughs> that's, a, I, that's actually a prime one. position
1: to win. Yeah. yeah. And we pick. I think
0: we pick Texas State.
2: Fired. That's that's the one that gets Favre fired. He's done after that. <laughs>
0: All right, then at Georgia State, L. Goss, yeah. at Troy. I don't know what you guys think about Troy, but like, I just think they're going to suck.
2: I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic.
0: <laughs> uh, no, seems
1: like you're optimistic about a lot of Sunbelt teams. Dude, you
2: know, it is a problem. I, I have, a, <laughs> I have, a, I have an affinity to the
0: Sunbelt. He needs them all to be good because yeah. he's in the Big 12 Sunbelt League.
2: Sunbelt's great, man. Yeah.
0: I'm picking them to lose. At Troy. I mean, I would win at Troy. Troy's not good.
2: You think they win at Troy? I do. I, I'm fine with it. I, I think I would pick Troy, but you don't have to twist my arm too much to get me to pick it up here. All right, Chris.
1: I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I'll say they win. At Troy, who cares? I mean, <laughs> God bless America. That's a... <laughs> That's a tough one. I mean, they lost Troy. I'm looking at this right now. Troy lost to UL Monroe on the road by two touchdowns. So I'll go UL Monroe. But, I mean, man, at this point, yeah. like, you're picking between randomness at this.
0: Yeah. And, and then show. they close out.
1: Of course they lose to Southern Miss. We Southern Miss to the top. Right, right. SMT, T
0: So they lose there. So they have them winning one, two, three, three, four, four. Everyone in four.
2: Easily clearing the two and a half. That's the
0: oh, number two and, oh. Half.
1: Two and yeah. a half. You fought that hard for a team with two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Just while
2: you're there, can you look? What is Troy's? Listen to listen to Nick's uh, podcasts where he starts doing like the the groups of ten teams, previewing every team starting at the bottom, and you Mm -hmm. too will fall in love with the the teams that are near the bottom of the FBS.
1: The (laughs) trick is to not listen to Nick because he's so good at convincing you (laughs) that you should be rooting for South Alabama to win twelve games this year, and that's just not going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> he's, but he's just so convincing he's got good data he's so, so convincing but so what, voice
0: what's the what's the win total for troy i'm just curious
1: by the way nick is uh is it cff or cfb winning cfb edge? winning edge right cfb winning edge he also has a great patreon we're here to promote other people's good stuff Dude,
2: the, the troy over under what do you think it is
0: god we look at their schedule Oh God, we're not and doing we, another one. No,
2: I'm no just we're, not, we're not. We're not doing another. They looking. must play a, a horrendous schedule. The over under six and a half.
1: I mean, that feels pretty good because, like, I don't think to like Troy is that great. So, like, we my just, general, we
2: just, we just marked a dub for the two and a half. My general
1: level. rule of thumb with teams <laughs> is: if I can't <laughs> name your quarterback, then your over under is under six that's my general rule of thumb if i can't name who your quarterback is then you're probably not good that's fair i don't know who your quarterback is
0: i don't know that i picked them to win three games on this schedule
1: okay we're not going into this
0: though. <laughs> maybe the, what, a teaser. what so a teaser we
1: have and we'll catch you after the break yeah. which comes next week
0: oh uh, all right guys um i think we're gonna hang it up here um, thanks for listening to us. If you haven't liked and subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do. Uh, we'll be on Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, apparently.